this is my boy, Shane Slater, one of my good uh, collegiate friends. <laughs> uh, we've been through the runner, I guess, the ringer. Sure. You should say, um, Shane, if you please tell our guests more about yourself and what you do and what you're playing. What, are you in school? He is in school. But what do you do? What clubs are you affiliated with? Tell me about your life. Um, so I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And you know what I'm going to say? What? Number 17 best wrestler. At one point, I was pretty good at wrestling. He, at one point in high school, he was ranked number 17 in the nation. Well, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so, something like that. I don't know if it was like that. but um, And then I went to uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, just on a whim, pretty much. And You, know, you I did, huh? Why did I, you go to UNLV? A dude it, from Pittsburgh. It's, it's honestly nuts, because like, uh, I think a lot of it had to do with I was just a, being a lazy piece of shit. And After I, high school? No, 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 no. So, like, I go to Las Vegas my sophomore year just as, like, my parents' vacation, whatever the case may be. And then um, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I didn't even think about college then because I just didn't care. And then whatever speeded up my senior year, we go back out one more time just for, like, you know, another vacation to visit people. And then I was like, ah, you know, I'll just check out the school. Like, whatever. I guess I'm a senior. I have to do that shit. And um, You fucked with it? I didn't even know if I fucked with it or not. It didn't I, look that dope. The UNLV yeah, tours are not that glamorous. <laughs> I was like, what did she do? It, Show you through Revel Apartments? It or definitely, I mean, well, coming from a small town in yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah. I mean, everything was kind of sick. Right yeah, there, this, like, Fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was pumped. I mean, little did I know I'd get totally tricked, but no, not actually. Yeah, don't uh, say that. Uh -huh. Come on. Um, so then I just applied and then. I got my acceptance letter like a week after I applied and I was like, that was I mean, surprised, I, by the way, I was like, I was like, I'm not going to apply to anywhere else. Like, it's just going to be a waste of time. Yeah, I don't, I'd like, I'm cool with this. Like, yeah. I literally, my thought process was, that, you know, I'm cool with this. It's like, crazy because I saw you when we, we know when we met, we met at the Greek Life booth yeah. three years ago. Yeah. Out in the SRWC yeah, field. Yeah. In the grass. It was, I met yeah. you and Zach Olson. Um, uh -huh. So why you guys are part of a fraternity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your fraternity life and do you love it? You know, I know you've been pretty actively involved. He's one of the biggest, I would say biggest personalities you can find at on. Well, thank you, you know, for that. I mean, yeah, I would, I, really do. I mean, in the modest sense, I would say there's plenty of people out there, but uh, there's a lot of people out in there. In the cocky sense. No, I'm, I, jo I'm joking. In the cocky sense, I would say, I would, I would agree. You are. I would, I would are. agree with you. Hey, I uh, give respect where, I give credit where credit's due. You put in that yeah. work, making a rep for yourself, you I deserve did. it. And it's crazy coming from like literally a small town of my graduating class was 145, like I mean, that's a pretty hard transition that I feel like I did, I did own. Yeah, but you and I have something kind of uh, similar that mm -hmm. I think we got along with. It, it's We're pretty outspoken, and we have pretty bold personalities. Yeah. And we're, we, we're really out there. Um, Just we're saying really, how it is. Yeah, we really, really, <clears throat> really, I don't know, not, not even that. We're, like, entertaining. Yeah, people like when we say. when we speak, people laugh. When yeah, we, when I talk, people laugh yeah. generally. Yeah, hundred percent. Or people get people get annoyed, or I laugh. Yeah, you know what I mean, literally, I think it's either the annoying or the laughter. Real part. talk, you and I are not the best looking dudes compared. We're no. good looking, but compared to some of the other dudes, no, not at all. But our no. game, <laughs> our, our game is nice. Not to toot my own horn yeah. or your horn. Yeah, I yeah no, I always say I'm you know I'm don't totally out of my friend group. I don't think I'm like the most attractive <laughs> yeah, yeah, by yeah. any means. But you have confidence in your game. I do, huh? I do. So, so what's up with sick. what's up with the fraternity? You still involved? Yeah, I'm still. I mean, I'm still pretty involved. I That's mean, dope. until I graduate, I'll be pretty involved. As you just should. because. Yeah, exactly. I, I and think the, the mic. Gotcha. 
just because I think that, I mean, that's important if you, it's a commitment for the time that you're in school. Cause a lot of people at UNLV and why it's so bad is they'll go until they're satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Until they, yeah. And that's not <laughs> really, that's not how it works at every, be. at every other school. That's why UNLV's Greek life is, Tease. yeah. But honestly, as much <clears throat> shit as you and I have talked on UNLV, UNLV Greek life, because we always compare the best time of my well, exactly. you, we just compare it to, to like Alabama and all. But let like, me say this though, it's not like. Let that. me say this though that people don't realize, our fraternity members at Lambda Chi in Alabama who party and fuck all these girls, do all these drugs, have the time of their lives, even more fun than you and I have had, and we've had a lot of fun. They're not really making this money at Eco Shield. They they're not really having these ambitions. See, they're I not think, really on this trajectory, you know. Yeah, I think UNLV offers something that literally not any other school does and it's a lifestyle so like i think that what do you mean by that go into detail yeah, please i think that unlv's lifestyle is like way different than any college because it's a one not i mean the commuter you're school, half adult half college student yeah you're half adult you're but you also get to do a lot of stuff so like there's like you go to this you know let's say usc and it's all these fucking rich kids like all Entitled. parents parents that are whatever but it's kind of like centralized and hubbed to like usc like sure maybe like they go uh, on a jet maybe they go on right. a jet to their on their dad's jet to the bahamas once a year or whatever but like they're only really like focusing on college at like usc alabama and all that stuff like out here you just have like you just have like so much so much of a i don't know how to go in on detail with the you lifestyle, have here, but you have so, so much back, like do. i know exactly what you mean in other college like you go to ucsb <laughs> santa barbara you go into all these college fraternity parties and it's fun and you mm -hmm. can go to the beach other college towns don't have a beach so you just go party hops, yeah. hopping all the time or go to bars here in vegas we go clubbing when there's a big artist right mm -hmm. down the street on the strip yeah we go we go we have our own fraternity parties here it's not like a we great go to the row. beach four hours away if yeah we, want to. It's not, we, we can like do everything we can, we can literally do whatever we because want because they're controlled to a small college town we have the whole city of las vegas to our advantage and i would and i would say yeah that's a good point and i would say in las vegas like per student i would say we probably per student as in yourself making your own money we would probably have like the highest rate of like you know college students uh, financially on fin their own independent their, money in, independent facts money. so just because like you can go to the strip get a waiter job that you're making at least 40 grand a industry year. jobs bro you're working three days a week and you can make seventy thousand yeah, dollars a season yeah exactly three days a week so that gives you four other days of the week to put in work on your own side hustle, whatever yeah. you want to do. And you no other school offers that. No other school offers. Not, no, I didn't. Do, I didn't do that, by the way. What? No, I'm not referring to myself. Yeah. Like EBC people. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, I get that. I I really think. Um, also, another thing about UNLV, like, I, I I talk a lot of shit, but real estate, the real estate market's yeah. popping here. All popping. we see a lot of students getting into real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, chaos home loans, that whole yeah. ordeal. That's what, you know, they're doing their own thing. Like you guys are doing your own thing. Like we're doing our own thing. Yeah. You don't really see different groups of people doing these many different types of things, trying to gain attention, get yeah. money at such a young level. So I do agree with you in the sense that UNLV does offer you something no one else does. But back to what we were talking about earlier, you said something that really got to me about fraternities. A lot of people that join, including myself, dip out. I kind of grew out of it, not because I wanted to be involved. I was still pretty involved, man, mm -hmm. until I was about a junior. Yeah. Um, and this is my last year. I'm like a sixth year, fifth year. So God bless me, man. I'm not the best student anymore. I admit that. But I'm going to get my degree, you know, to start my career. 
But I really was going to ask you what keeps you motivated, obviously, to because I think it's dope. I think that's how you build a fraternity. That's why I think a lot of, you know, SAE Pi Cap was dope because a lot of the brothers stayed in and put in that work. Mm -hmm. So and I think, you know, you guys are definitely making a name for yourself. So why? What, how long do you think? When are you graduating in the first place? Uh, probably 2020 spring or maybe 2021. I might take a. Uh, so a year from after me? I'm, yeah, a year after you. So I'll probably take like a victory lap. That's dope. What's, yeah. a, what's a victory lap mean? Just five years. That's dope. Yeah. That's very, and as you should, because that's the average time of graduating. Yeah, which is, brings me to my point I was going to kind of finish earlier, is that like UNLV's lifestyle, that's why people take so long to graduate, because all these other colleges, you pretty much graduate yeah. in four, four and a half years, but because these kids get so distracted by how much money <laughs> they make. Or they, other, not just money, stupid just other, too. Yeah, whatever, it's Vegas, whatever the, Yeah, whatever the case is, that's why it takes a little bit longer for people to graduate at UNLV, <laughs> but I mean... The networking circle you have at UNLV is kind of ridiculous, it's, bro. It's really ridiculous. Yeah, because in a lot of the times, it's cool because most people live in Vegas and they don't really move out of Las Vegas. So you keep building that like yeah. network market. More like if I went to FSU, I have a buddy who went, went to FSU. He goes to FSU in the number one. He's you told me FSU. about this guy. Yeah, he's like a minute ago. Actually, I don't know why yeah, I remember he's that. A, he's a FSU Pikes, probably you know known for no, being the, the biggest, best pipe biggest chapters in the world. chapter in the entire world probably has all of these multi-billionaires, all of these huge connections, but then he just go, all of them go back up to, you know, where they came from, whether- My thing is, uh, everybody always says, like, I, I mean, everybody our age wants to stunt or has something to prove. And when I meet them, I meet all, all these people and I talk to them about life. And first thing they do is tell me about their job, tell me about how much money they're making, tell me about the, what they want to do. Everybody wants to project uh, this so-called image out there. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm going to be successful. But my thing is, you know, with what you were saying, I don't really think no matter where you are, unless your parents got you, like you, you have, I don't know if these billionaires, I wouldn't say billionaires are gonna, mm -hmm. are connecting these kids. That's a little oh, bit too yeah, high. Yeah. You think so? No, no, no. I, I, I agree I with agree. what you're saying. Because these yeah, kids, fair. the only thing I would say though about these, I guess that you were just bringing up, I realized these kids at other colleges, they graduate in four years. They, they really are about it. They finish their school and actually get started with their career. That's yeah. the one disadvantage we have here. Yeah. We start later. But most of them end up coming back here and working jobs that you didn't even need a college degree to work Yeah, at. exactly. Yeah. So and nowadays, I mean, me personally, I don't really think college is like the most important thing. I'm f facts. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys one thing right now. And this is the sad truth. You, I'm getting my degree from my parents. And because I just don't, in this society, I just want to, if yeah, I don't want I you to have a degree, a not, you know, uh, yeah, I, I just, just want to have goal. it just because yeah. I'm a year away. You yeah. know what I mean? There's no point in quitting, but bro, I cannot, it's so hard sitting through a class. But that doesn't mean you don't go to school and you're just a lazy piece of shit. Like you go, you know, I wouldn't do, say if you don't go to school, you're, I personally, no, 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 I'm saying like, that doesn't mean like you choose the route of not going to school. That doesn't mean, give you the right of like, oh, I don't need school. And then you turn into a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You still got to be on your stuff. You got to be still progressing your life. Like but you just don't need school mm -hmm. like you really don't i, I mean i came out i came out to unlv just for the college experience i knew for a fact i'd never use my degree i knew for you a have fact your parents I, business you want to work into right and like maybe whenever i after i make all my own money so like i was gonna ask I'm you really, i was gonna ask you um what do you do to make money you work for ecoship yeah, right yeah, so explain us about that real quick and what are yeah. your goals honestly with this company um so i mean it's i think it's the coolest hack in life like it's that's a great that's dope yeah, I think it's like a real life, like, you know, when you're playing GTA, like back in the day when you could like type in those little codes mm -hmm. in the phone, I think someone's done that for my life because I mean, I realistically, 
just work max four months out of the year, make, you know, sell. Solid amount. Yeah, so, which is, it's a good amount, but you have like the remaining eight. Um, and then make all of this revenue for this company and I get paid during the summer, but then at every two weeks after the summer ends, I get paid until the next summer. So I'm, I'm getting paid every two weeks and I, and I, and I haven't even been working since September or probably August That's 26th. Dope as fuck. Yeah, on all the accounts that I got paid in the. So you get paid probably about like maybe $500 every two weeks. That's and then, fin- you do. Honestly, do you need more to live? No, you no, no. I'm t- this is this yeah, is during actually, the, this <laughs> is during the summer. So like in the summer, they pay you about five hundred. It's not a lot. It's about five hundred dollars every two weeks. And then every Monday, you can get a bonus from you know eighty nine dollars to some people get five grand every Monday. So and that's just like a bonus uh, technically on the accounts you sold the previous week. And then let's say you have this revenue. Like I'm not going to use my numbers just because I don't want that out there. But we'll use it like a top guy. So top guy, let's say he probably brought in about you know, 2,200 average every Monday, 500 every two weeks. And he probably realistically sold at the end of the summer, I would say 320,000. So now every two weeks, he's getting paid about 5,800 bucks in the whole off season. So he's making money off that, those everything accounts he sold. sold. You get your money off your accounts in the off season. Yeah. And you get your, Bonuses that's super dope. Advancement. Yeah. Because now you can't mm. spend that money. Now you're, you can, it helps you save your I, money. Like, yeah, if I have my laptop, I have a budget for like, because I'm getting them paid the same amount every two weeks until next summer, um, unless I get like a ridiculous cancellation rate, like 50%. But like, I mean, that's not really mm-hmm. common. Um, but then, I mean, with that, there's a lot of things that goes into it. You get a lot of free traveling. You get a lot of like trips. I saw you free go, trips with Yeah, we go, I mean, we go, we go everywhere. So like, it's just like, I mean, and they get you so bought in, like it's just, it's just really the it's way. Kind of like go. a fraternity, right? Yeah, exactly. And you're just, you're just totally bought into it. And there's a lot of vision. There's a lot of vision for it, I guess, in a sense. And that's what I really, really, uh, you know, people can say whatever they want about everything. I kind of, you know, I've always had my opinions on shit throughout the years, but this year, I kind of matured really, and I really was like, instead of like, I hear all these people trying to throw shade at me when I started this shit. People were just throwing shade at yeah. me, like. I was just thinking to myself, like, I have a job. I'm in school. I'm trying to get this internship. I'm trying to graduate. I'm what doing this on the side. What the hell is wrong with you doing yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And, and then I realized, like, people are throwing shade at, and I, this is myself included, at, like, Chaos Home Loans. Or, and I have no problem saying this on camera. What's I don't give chaos a Chaos Home Loans? I don't give a fuck. The shit all the caps are doing, the real estate, they're fucking, they're going ham, bro. Uh, Adam Dubak, um, Stephen Kenny, uh, Matt, Gio, uh, uh, Nikki, they're going ham. They're expanding in Miami and Dallas. Like, these fools... Chaos Home Loans start off with Stephen Kenny and Max Sass. I was the very first person they recruited five years ago. I took my real estate exam, I failed, and I quit. I just didn't want to do it. Mm. Then they got Kevin and Ian DeBeau on it, uh, two people in my fraternity. And honestly, like I used to throw shade just because you know everybody wants to hate. But then I realized when I started this, like no matter what people are doing, like if you have a good vibes, good people around you, vision, motivated, like why are people throwing shade? You know, y'all are making money, they're making money. I want to make money off this. Like, people are just doing. You guys, we're all doing unique shit. No one else is doing. And I feel like other people are like, all right, we're not doing this, and like, we're gonna try and find a reason to bring them down. See, and I think, I think like I would personally only do that in the sense of like, if you became like too. And don't get me wrong, like I'm a cock. I wouldn't say I'm cocky, but I'm really confident, I guess, in a sense. But like, when you make it to 
you do all of this shit. Like you do this rolling sevens, I do Eco Shield, they do those KS home loans, and you just think you're completely better than everybody else because of it. That's when I'm like, I do think I'm better than everybody, but not because of this. Because I yeah, know, I look around me, I look around me, and I see the type of people I'm surrounded by morally, yeah. and I see the work they put in, uh -huh. and I believe I I surpass them on both. So yeah, but that doesn't mean like you, you need disrespect to like, them. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. But I also don't think. I think you should internally think yeah. you're be all right. Or I'm, I'm just talking about like even like fake flexing and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, like, but come on, you you know you used to do that. You grew up out of that. What? Fake when you were young in the fraternity, when you got in, you were like we yeah, both. No, used no, to do no, that. that's why that. I said earlier, like I, I probably used to do do that and that, that's why I'm like super thankful I you know matured and grew up is mm -hmm. I just I just can't stand like Me you too. Can, you, you have can, grown up. You can you can do like a solid flex, like you know, Zach buying his Porsche like you know, he wants that, he wants that car. Like he can get it if he wants to. Like that's my, not my thing is this, like, I always say this and about people flexing, like, I don't give a fuck how much money anybody's yeah, made right it now. Does no, the world Wait does till nothing. 10 years. That's my game is we'll see who's, who's who in 10 years. That's my game. Like you guys got to think, I know you guys are thinking long-term. Yeah. A lot of these people are here thinking short-term. I want my money now. Like see, I, my thing is I'm trying to be the first to do it. Like that's why to, I did this. Why yeah. do you think I'm starting a sports culture? No one's no, doing yeah, this. I yeah, want to be the sick. first to do it, bro. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do real estate and make that money with them. You think the idea when they pitched me didn't sound great? Yeah. When Amadeus pitched me EcoShield two, three years ago, you know, it fell out, it fell through. But I'll admit, I wanted to do it. These things sound great. When someone pitches me in a, a vision. So hard. You're just like instantly bought Because it. I'm that type of person. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But in this sense, when I came across this idea, I'm not going to tell me the person. Who, I'm not saying the name of the person who told me to start this. Um, a very controversial name, but there's a specific person that told me to start this podcast that gave me yeah. this whole idea. And I it's think, actually, I, I think I you know who it is. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like when I started this, maybe I'm not, I'm not really looking at money and views right now. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at putting my contents fire. I, no, I'm telling you, you have to find a startup like this, find a yeah. startup with me and Q arguing like that. I looked, I spent hours looking at every fantasy show, every talk, MMA yeah. talk show. No, there are a lot of dope MMA I mean, talk shows. This is unique. This talk too much, yeah. Sure. Talk too much is unique, and talk too much is who I am. I think, yeah, I think the name that of is my company so hard. Thank dude. you. Fucking. I think that is so hard. You know what I mean? Like, like when you first came out with that, I was like, that is the best. Did you see the trailer he made? Um, the first I mean, back the, in the day, yeah, 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 yeah the old it. one yeah. where everybody was like, oh, you're coming out with this shit. Yeah, I, I thought it was the hardest thing because ever. I was thinking myself, because it's you, dude. Yeah, talk too much. Myself, like, like, shut the fuck up, Cena. Yeah, dead ass, right? What if, what if this was like, you know, sports or some just sports entertainment? No, that doesn't yeah. work. Like, yeah. I was like, what is unique about me? I said, I'm only good at one thing on this planet. Mm -hmm. I have no other talents. <laughs> I literally can't fix your car. I can't t kill a bug. I'm scared of bugs, bro. I'm literally, I get freaked out by bugs. I get freaked out by heights. Yeah. I, I. I want a maid when I'm older to like clean all my shit. Like, 100%. You know what I mean? I yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. JD's, oh, all God. three of us in here. Yeah. Fuck cleaning, honestly. Yeah, I, don't do I just that had shit. two maids over today and like I was thinking about, I hear all these girls, I'm going home to clean. Like, go home and work, make some money, do some shit. Yeah. Have maids clean for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucked up. But no, I, just, I, I agree. Don't waste your time on that. We are entitled, man. <laughs> we I, shouldn't be entitled. Like that. It's just you have to, you have to. But a lot of the times, people, and this is something I used to do, and I'm slowly transitioning out of as I just get, I feel like older is just like what you do with your time. Like, so if you do get a maid, you're, you're getting a maid yeah. so you don't spend, spend time, time doing cleaning. that. Don't that go smoking you, weed and kicking yeah, it. Yeah, that doesn't mean you, you go, yeah, you go do that. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm perfect, you know, yeah, I'm because, not. Yeah, I'm, fucking, we were, I'm 21 years yeah. old. I, I'm, I have discipline issues as well. Um, but, like, or don't go on social media for an hour and a half. Like, there's just, 
You, like if you dedic- if you get someone to do this. I actually disagree with you there. I think what? everybody should be on social media at all times. But I think people should start looking at it differently. People are using it personally. Like they're really putting like their personal shit on there, like way too personal. I'm like, look at okay, it from so a business what you, perspective. What, what are you thinking of social media? Because I think I agree with you, but I'm referring to social media different than you are. You're talking about personally. I'm talking about make it I'm a business. Talking, I'm, talking, I'm talking about personally. Like so I, me, like do you... I mean, Google's not a social media, right? No, sir. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's good to spend a lot of time like researching and doing stuff like that on like your phone, iPad, whatever you do it on. But like, I think personally, social media, like you shouldn't spend all day looking at someone's feed or like. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not someone specific. Yeah, but, but like, like just yeah, your feed. Just feed. Oh, I want to see what everybody. Some people spend like, hours. Hours. Bro. Like, oh my gosh, this is so. This is a. Uh, oh. Here you yeah, just Am I doing closer. this right? Oh, I'll just move closer. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Social media. Social media. Yeah, and just how people scroll on it for like yeah, a ridiculous bro. amount of Greek time. life people. Like, oh, what is this fraternity doing? Oh, oh my god. We used to do I that would, in the day. I would Let's look to, at their parties, bro. <laughs> something Zach used to do. I would love to do a Zach impersonation, but I'm not about to call him out like that. Do it's it. So, it's so funny. Nice. If he was here right now, I'd totally Honestly, do I'm it. not going to say the full story, but do you remember when you, me, and Zach went to sushi that night? <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna say the story because no, no, Zach's no, no, my no, guy. No. Yeah, Zach is my guy. Zach is my guy. Yeah. Do you know what was the funniest story between us two that I will never forget how hard you laughed is we were in Rosarito two years ago. Uh-huh. We were at Nightmare. Okay. You don't remember where this going? There was a girl in front of you, there was you, then there was me. You were fucked up. You turned around to me and you say, Cena, go tell this girl I'm the coolest dude in the school. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't that? remember that. Whatsoever. Yeah, sure you did it. I don't. Did Zach go to Rosarito? He should have. Everywhere you went, he's went to. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, and I'm probably sure he's done some stupider shit than you. <laughs> Honestly, I'll yeah. miss trips like that. Rosarito is better than Cabo to me. I never went to Cabo. Good for yeah, you, bro. I, I think I went to. Yeah, Good for you. I'm never, you know. I actually hate Mexico. Me too. I hate going to Mexico. I go there like twice a year, but I have to for work. And I absolutely hate it. Something, How do you hate it? When this, don't think, isn't that like a paid trip for your work? Yeah, it's 100% paid, but just some shit always happens. And like, title. And get a free trip to Mexico. It's drinks, not worth food. it. It is not worth Time it. Time with your me. bros. If I could choose, I if I could choose not to go, but like I have to go to conferences and stuff there. If I could choose not to go, I wouldn't. Because either one, something happens, like someone gets sent to jail for just doing nothing. You guys? Yeah, no, not me personally. But like, but like someone your homies? Just, yeah, just someone in the group just does that. Someone gets their phone taken. Like we damaged this quad, so we have to pay them five grand or they're taking us all. Like just whole Some bunch, bullshit. Just some bullshit always happens. We go five miles per hour over the speed limit or even one. <laughs> they have people waiting. Yeah, they literally have people waiting. If you don't give them a grand, they're going to take you to jail. Like, okay, now that, like that that is third world countries, bro. These cops are yeah, yeah, that's how just, it is. Yeah, and I, so I don't like going there because of it because it's just like, some shit's always going down. So I'm going to ask you now, once you graduate college, have you thought you, you know, what you want to do, what the person you want to become, what field you want to get into once you said you wanted to leave EcoShield, you don't yeah. want to be permanently. No, no, there- I, I wouldn't say I want to leave EcoShield. I just would, I want to build EcoShield as an asset. And then when I build it as an asset. A stepping stone, you want to start your career. You yeah, know, no, but like an career. asset, when I have it as an asset, it will just be passive income. So it's income I won't have to work for. So. How would you have it as an asset? I'm just like, for example, opening up my own office or if my team grows big enough, they'll just continue to pay pay you on like the active team's revenue. Um, so like it, it can kind of like, you know, stack. 
Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, this past year, my Zach and I's team did, I think, 900 and... Who are you, 30, Denver? 30-something I heard Julian Washington, D.C. I heard Julian and Cole were outstanding. Yeah, they did, they did unreal. Yeah, shout out to them because they were just really worked hard I personally personally they did really well and their team did really well too so I'll say I really I think I Cole's my Julio's personality is amazing but I really love Cole they're both awesome I love those kids yeah Cole I, was I my do. roommate last year yeah he's Julia a good guy was like our fifth roommate because yeah, he's just there just pretty all often the time. yeah, yeah. there's always yeah. that they're house. just characters man they're just characters but, but you know as long as they're good people, that's the people you want to surround yeah, yourself exactly. with. Yeah, exactly. So what do you want to do once you have that as an asset? Okay, so like when you just, I mean, I'm big on just like multiple streams of income. Like I do not want to work. I do not want to work. I'm a lazy piece of shit. I do not want to work. So if I can build something. That's called real shit right there. 100% real if shit. I, if, I can, if I can build something that this gives me 10 grand a month, this gives me five grand a month, this gives me whatever grand a month and I just keep building like multiple mm -hmm. streams of income that I don't have to do anything I'll be set I'll be traveling I'll be doing whatever I want and then I mean definitely like whatever retirement means I mean you're I a big family guy you're gonna have I a nice family yeah I don't sure. believe I don't believe in retire I don't believe in retirement because like you're just always going to have to do something yeah and think. I'm I'm kind of like a little bit opposite I get like if I don't work like, don't get me wrong, I want to be lazy sometimes, but if I don't work, I get serious anxiety. Like, I feel like, oh my God, yeah. bro. But that's why I think, like, when all these, like, you know, you hear these people, oh, I retired by, you know, 27. You didn't retire because you're, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you're still probably building, like, some other asset. Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't have to go to a nine-to-five job. Yeah. Which, you know, like, because you can't, like, you can't, you can't retire at 27 and the rest of your retirement life, you're, not, you're doing literally shit. not doing shit. Yeah, like that's you're retirement. not doing shit, like, except watching TV all day. Like, that's... That's why I don't, like, you'd get bored as fuck. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, my version of retirement is when I have all these, you know, passive streams of income. I keep working on multiple, but, like, I can do it and just travel. Like, I can you do You should do something with your personality. What, you should start a business once you have completed your goal with EcoShield. I mean, in the works, we have a, we have some vlogs. We're gonna start yes. vlogging our YouTube yes. channel. Me, Zach, and Anthony. Yes. And Matt, Stefan, too. Yes, mm -hmm. that's beautiful. And yeah. market that shift. That's a great side. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because honestly, I really say this nowadays. Like, everybody goes. You got to think long term. What's the number one thing you should go for in society right now over money? Free, oh, freedom. No, because yeah. money brings freedom. But exactly the number yeah. one thing that drives success in 2019. There's one word. Money's gonna come to me. In my opinion, money comes. If you work your ass off, you'll get money. I've never been worried about. I've never been worried about my money just because. I mean, I, just like you, my parents took care of me growing up. You know, both of them had respectable careers, um, and so did my grandparents. And you know, I, I'm I'm not. I've never been one to need a meal. Let me just say that I've mm -hmm. been very like fortunate with yeah, my parents. So I've never really cared about money. I care about yeah, real. I always hated the elevator I had in my house. Yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding. I've never <laughs> no, had anything close to I that. I actually would not. He actually does have an no, elevator. No, I do not. <laughs> but um, I, I just want to be great. I just want my respect. Yeah. I don't, I know my money's, I'm not worried about money at all. Like, I just, I don't care for it. I have, I work a good job. I mean, long term, I would just love to be like a, like success um, it's attention, public bro. speaker, public speaker, high school per people like public I gave my, I gave my first public, sp I, public speech 
uh, over this past summer to a group of like 135 people. And it was just a phenomenal feeling. huh? Yeah, it was a, a 135 high school students and it was great. And that's something I would get into, but I need something to make me a little bit more credible because right now, I mean, I'm a 21 year old kid that's party to fuck ton and, you know, has made really good money, but like nothing that's no one else has ever made before, you know? So, well, you don't know your trajectory, you know, you're starting your own wave. Just keep being unique. I, as I said, I was trying to tell you earlier, the number one thing in my opinion that drives success in society is why I started this is one word, attention. Mm -hmm. If you have hella attention, you have hella money, hella power, hella sh mm -hmm. just everything. So, and, and I always say this, like the vlogging thing was a great idea because when you start marketing online, your ceiling for your income, your residual income mm -hmm. breaks. You, there's no ceiling. Yeah. Because there's no amount of attention you can get because, and the world's extremely overpopulated, but... Yeah, man, that's why I think drive success. And speaking of all attention and this shit, look at these pro athletes, guys like your guy, Ben Askren. You know, mm -hmm. he has a wrestling podcast that he puts out every week. Yeah. He talks, he's a, he's a character. Mm -hmm. He is. He is a character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this dude, Ben I mean, ben that's Askren, the only reason why people like him is just because he's a character. But he's not like, he's a corny, controversial character. He's corny. Yeah, he is. He is corny. But I respect him because he's so much more intelligent than every other fighter. Like he's every, miles he's actually, ahead. He's actually smart. He's intelligent. Yeah, he's smart. actually He's smart. a grown man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you I'm look, trying to think of someone else who's like, like that. But I mean, look, sure Compare him someone. and Jorge Masvidal. Because I know you have your thoughts on this fight that you didn't like. Because <laughs> yeah. in case a lot of you don't know, he's a big Ben Askren fan. He's a, he's a big wrestling supporter. Did you watch the Jerome Burroughs versus Ben Askren fight? What? Yes, yeah, I did. I mean, I knew that. That, <laughs> that was awful. Like, that's, <laughs> that that's was bad. not even anything close. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was but props, I mean... I don't props. even know if I should give him props for trying. Like, he knew, like, there was no point like, in doing that. There was literally... <laughs> he I didn't prove anything See, to I don't know if he actually had confidence that he thought he could he win, or he just was it. doing it for, like, the charity that it was. Like, because it, Beat the Streets is a charity for, like, wrestling attention. And he, since he's a big name in the UFC, I think he was just doing it for that. Or maybe for whatever reason he thought that he actually could beat Jordan Burroughs, but... Mm. I think it's like if someone said Cena... Do you want to go head to head with Joe Rogan in an MMA argument? I'll say, put him in front of me. Let's run it. Yeah. It's like, it's the challenge. Like, you're going up against arguably the best out. Joe Rogan's the best out in the podcast. Game, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was going to ask <sighs> that's you. That's just, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joe just, Rogan's crazy, bro. No, no. I'm talking about like, I'm trying to think of the Ben Askren versus. Look, Jordan compare Burrows. Ben Askren and Jorge Masvidal. Jorge yeah. fucked him up in four seconds, right? Yeah. But look at the type of person he is, how uneducated. Like, Ben Askren's going home to a good family. Yeah, he's a family Nice guy. house. Like, yeah. Driving his Toyota, his kids to school. Yeah. Probably a better car. But what's horror? He has a daughter, but, you know, he's getting fucked up, drinking Henny, like, cussing. I want yeah. my money. Like, that's, to me, they're just a higher quality of life. Yeah, he's just, Askren. I mean, he, I feel like, I feel like, uh, now, I mean, this might sound wrong or stupid, but I feel like Ben Askren is using UFC as just, like, an actual, like. Platform. Yeah, maybe not platform, but I would say like, you know, realistically, like booster. Like he doesn't, his end goal probably isn't like, like all of Nate Diaz, all of George, all of the, I mean, I feel like they really only have UFC. You know what I mean? Right? George St. Pierre? No, no. Jo oh, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, they're fighters. What did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Sorry, sorry. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're like dumbass fighters. Like, yeah. What, they can't. But Nate Diaz, no, Nate Diaz runs, uh, runs his own gym yeah, and trains. I know. He's I, a good I person. Know. Yeah, he is. And I like him. He, I, I like do too. Him. He's just an idiot. That's yeah. the, he's so stupid. Yeah. And I can't believe he beat he's Anthony just, Pettis. 
Really? Did you take Pettis? I watched the uh, no. I watched the I watched the fight, and I thought that I mean I think he looked absolutely amazing, and I think he just totally best he's ever looked it. in his career. I just, yeah, I think he totally just beat the, the shit fuck? out of him. But did you yeah. see that going into the fight? Um, no, because Anthony Pettis is pretty good. You know, so yeah. I wasn't really. I I thought it would have been a good fight, and realistically, I didn't bet on it, so I didn't. I was just like watching the. You bet hella. I, yeah, I try. I try to. Yeah. So who do I don't, you got? I don't usually win. I don't. I'm gonna ask you win. this, and it's hard to win money in MMA, but. Who do you got in these upcoming two cards? Israel Adesanya. Do you know who he is? Mm. You don't know who Israel Adesanya is? No, you're going you're gonna to lose me with all of the, a lot of this stuff. <clears throat> do that one little color screen cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, redo that. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you about this fight. We're going to forget that fight. But this yeah. fight, you know. It's Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. Yeah. Who do you got in that fight? See, now I will... Per See, I bet a lot, a lot of the times... What? Your girl? No. Okay. I'll bet a lot of the times off of emotion, so I it's really hard. Like even for NFL, even for like yeah, any I just like it's hard for me to bet like against great, who you're rooting for. Yeah, great. Yeah. So personally, I would I'm gonna bet on Nate Diaz just because I I like him. I mean, I didn't like him prior to or after the McGregor, but he earned my respect at the Anthony Pettis fight. So you now, didn't like him after the McGregor fight. Mm, no. So if they were to fight again, who'd you take? McGregor Diaz, ah, see, I think I think McGregor's on his decline. Fuck so. no, you don't think? Fuck I mean, you would know more than me. So no, no, no I, mean, I love this dude. My... I, I really, I hate how people hype him up. I'm always a Conor hater on this show, uh -huh. but he's not, he's not on his decline yet. His next fight will determine that. He's lost a couple fights. He just hasn't been active. But this dude, no one's realizing, has been training in training camp since three weeks after the, his last B fight. He's been in a year long training camp. Really? No, he hasn't posted shit on social media like that. He has, but not like he used to back in the day. He's been in the gym every day working on his defensive grappling. He looks completely different right now as a fighter. than no, he, And he stayed quiet. That's why when he saw that Habib Poirier fight, he said on Twitter, December 14th, book me. He wants Poirier or Habib or anybody. He said, I'm ready now. Do you think he'll... I mean, obviously, they should give him a fight for December 14th. I don't think Habib... I think Habib looked his worst against Poirier than I've ever seen him. Uh, he still dealt damage, dominated him, but didn't look like he did against Edson Barbosa or Michael Johnson or even Connor. Yeah, I was literally frustrated that watching that whole entire fight. The Poirier just, fight? But yeah. I know you liked it when Poirier started throwing hands and yeah. Habib started getting like rushed. Yeah. I was like, if Connor uh, can imitate that exact interaction dude, and land one shot, it's over. Because he hits way harder than I find, I just find it so, like, me just coming as, like, a wrestler, like, if you just, like are just these elite athletes like that. And yeah, he's Khabib's an elite wrestler. Like I just, I find it so hard to just, it's that difficult to defend the same thing that he does every fight. Like I he just- He has like 26 different angles I, he comes from. I know, but like it, as like a wrestler- There's so much game downs, film like, on him, I feel yeah. like, you know, dude, it's just, it's just hard. Like when I'm picturing about wrestling someone, like that's why a lot of my scoring matches go like, you know, three, two, zero, zero. It's just like how's your wrestling career? You know, be by the way. How is it? That's good. I placed. Is it fun? I, yeah, I, I awesome. Yeah, I placed tenth last in the nation last last in year. your tournament. Yeah, in the national. That's tournament. dope as yeah. fuck. Yeah, I was. I think I was ranked like thirteenth, and I I beat a lot of this dude's like, a stud. Drink. I've never like this dude loves to wrestle. Like yeah. I don't know. I, I remember you got on your back in your apartment. and You like tripped me with your feet. I didn't even move. You're like watch this. <laughs> I got heated as fuck. I was like, leave me alone. Yeah. But. So I personally think that it's really. I think it's really hard. Like. It just pisses me off just coming from like 
that type of background that it's like that hard to defend, especially if since Connor or someone's so good in striking, like if you can just like that's why I'm glad. That well, you, you said know that. how to defend. A yeah, team. that's why. I'm, yeah, but Connor probably like I couldn't take down Connor McGregor, so. Like maybe if no, it was no, maybe yeah. if it was strictly wrestling, but I really doubt it. Yeah, like I he really has to be, he's been training so hard. Yeah, exactly. Like I really doubt that I could take down Conor McGregor. So you. like, yeah, you know. Yo, like, that's I agree. But if you place tenth in the nation in your tournament, like with UNLV and shit, I know you guys aren't like D one, are you? Yeah, we, we're te- yeah we're D one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, see, like, so if you're that good at wrestling, there's a solid chance that you could. I mean, I wouldn't say you couldn't. I mean, this dude. I mean, if it was in a UFC octagon, there's probably, no way he's, he's knocking you out. Even, he's take. probably even way stronger than me too. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, you know, sure, like yeah. he probably walks around as the same weight as you. If not, you're just taller than him. Yeah, I knew, I know, but still, like, I mean, sometimes, like, I mean, what does he, what does he weigh? You think? Like, well, yeah. he fights at 155. He yeah, probably walks around 170, 180. Yeah. So I mean, like, even like wrestling, like some of the really good 155s, like they're just as strong. Like, I mean, they, when it comes to core and total brute strength, they they can't match. But like. When you, when they have you like in your leg mm-hmm. or something, like they're strong as shit. It's like, crazy about Habib. Like when you take people down, you go for you know singles or doubles, right? Yeah. Uh, you f- freestyle wrestling? Yeah. Habib, this dude does his. If you watch his fights, his initial shot, his single or double mm-hmm. is not that effective. Yeah. You he gets it stuffed a lot, but what people cannot control is when they put him up against the fence. And then he grabs you. Yeah. Because now it's he has un- 26 different trips he yeah. can work. Now he yeah. can just slide his weight on you. Mm-hmm. That's when it's over. So I'm gonna, I don't know if Connor will ever have anything for Habib as hard as he trains. Because this dude, Habib, was doing what Connor's doing now. This is a wake up call to Connor. But what Connor's been doing this past year, Habib was doing it at eight years old, wrestling. So a do bear. you think Habib's, per- <laughs> that wrestling and bear shit is so. <laughs> it's overhyped. Yeah, it's it's overhyped for sure, but it's still impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Yeah, yeah it's there's cool. It's who cool. the hell else is wrestling? Yeah, there. there we go. It's cool. But I mean, so who do you think like compares? Like, who do you think has like the best shot at shot? beating him? Yeah, there's one name I said last week, and everybody called me stupid. Justin Gaethje. I have this gut feeling Habib does not want that, and I think if they fight, that's his first loss. I think he's going to shock the world. And everybody's saying like everybody always picks winners against Habib, but look at this, Justin Gaethje. I do believe he was an NCAA Division I wrestler. He has the wrestling pedigree. However, he has not wrestled once in the UFC because he gets crazy tired when he wrestles. But he has that wrestling pedigree to defend Habib's trips and takedowns. NCAA Division I wrestler in the United States of America can go up, a good one can go up against any wrestler except for like even the Turkish, Iranians, Dagestanian wrestlers that Habib's from. They're the best in the world. But an American freestyle wrestler with the American technological you know, training they have here in the States, I'll take him. I'm not saying he'll win, but he could fare his own against anybody. So I don't know if you know, um, but like pretty recently there was the world, the worlds for wrestling, and we were one. Were we one? No, we got our ass beat, Fuck. dude. Beat. We placed third, and we, I mean, Russia's really good. Russia and, and Dagestan. That's where Habib's yeah, from. That yeah, Russia Dagestan's and, a province. Russia and Ka- Russia. I don't know how to pronounce it. Like Kazakhstan. Kazakh- yeah, Kazakh. What? However you. Kazakhstan. Um, they got first and second, and then we got third, and we only had. Two male, Jaden Cox and Kyle Dake, which... Kyle Dake is... Kyle what? Dake, he lost? No, he won. Kyle Dake is, mark my words, the absolute no. best wrestler Jordan pound Burroughs for pound. Is, no, dude. dude. I, well, no. Jordan Burroughs Jordan is, Burroughs is double. on the decline. He plays third. He hasn't won gold since... I mean, he won gold at like a smaller tournament, but he's on the decline. Really? Yeah. He's my. Yeah, what's he known for? The double leg. Like, double leg. Yeah. I he's mean, like the craziest. Yeah. Most. It's just like so. His double leg. He How do you decide so, what to go to? A double or a single? Like, what do you decide to go after? Like, I'm a double leg guy. Why? I mean, I just think that I'm not like an outside like 
quick because you have to be really quick on the outside and not saying that Jordan Bros isn't, but like it's really like a finesse. And I'm more of like just let's grab it and throw you down. Yeah. But how but is, I, is it I'm harder not to really grab a both shooter? Feet? I'm a shooter. Yeah. Like I'll let I usually my tactic is I'll let anybody like shoot on me and like if you touch me, you're not taking me down. Like there's no you're not taking me down. Like I mean I'm talking for like most of the people I wrestle. There are people that absolutely beat my ass. Like I get my ass kicked often, you know, mm -hmm. but like most of the time, like if you get on my leg or whatever, I'll probably most likely score two points. Like I'm a defensive person. I don't, I don't really shoot unless I have to. Do you think wrestling is the best background you can have in MMA? Because <sighs> I think it is. Because I think you take someone on their back, that's like a shark in water with a human. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... If me personally, like, you beat could, the shit out of me. I could take someone. I could take someone down. Well, it depends. He'd beat the shit out of me it, because no, I can't depends. defend a takedown. He can put me on his it, my back and fuck it depends. Me. Like, so I personally think that I. Th so this is me personally. I think if we were to fight in a street, like we got pissed at each other right now and we fought in the the street, I could get. I could lose to anybody. Someone could clip my jaw. Yeah, you told me you have you have a weak jaw. Sometimes you can get I, maybe easy. maybe I don't. I really never get clocked. Like I, people. Because I did boxing too for quite some time, mm -hmm. so like I mean, you're a good fighter. Yeah, I mean I'm good, but like I think that I could personally lose to a good majority of people in the street just because you never know. Like people, yeah, swing. but you have experience people, fighting, so yeah, I'll but take people you over swing people. clubs and just like in streets, like it's it's not that helpful. Yeah. But you get me in like a organized fight, like I don't personally know a lot of people that could beat me. Like there's no question. You worked in at Kasich fight night. You yeah, I mean, but I mean, <clears throat> one of the best moments of your collegiate career, you had the whole fucking. <laughs> I mean, I'm it was you worked him though. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely worked him, but like, it you were nervous kind of into that fight. You were like, well, yeah, that's what <clears> I think <throat> why I started to get really good because in high school and like um, my first year in college, like I always, I always wrestled to not lose. So I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard that before. I've always wrestled to not lose, but then I changed to wrestling to win. So like, I would get intimidated by the biggest scrub. Like I would think personally, like I would never underestimate people because like I always worked with the psychology of myself and try and trick myself is like, oh, like I, this kid could beat me, but really I'll just beat his ass. Um, but then I just switched to like, you know, no one's beating me. Like no one, like this kid, he could be the biggest stud ever. He's not beating me. I switched that and I just started doing way incredibly better. better. Like, so it was just my mindset. And then now I'm gonna, this upcoming season, I'm gonna work into like, Amplifying my hard work. You're you're wrestling this season. Yeah, you will be. Have you I been will. practicing over the summer? I have not. No, there's absolutely no time for it. So, that's, so I'll be taking a hit there. But like I'm just I'm too you're talented. gonna you're gonna put in that work I'm to too get talented. That. Yeah, I'm I love that. I, and you know what? For people that don't know, you know, he was working ten hour days every day this summer, damn near, right? Yeah, at least yeah. So like you ten hour days going door to door for your money like that. That's yeah, hard work. That's, that's hard. a grind. Like yeah. and honestly, like I, another thing about what that shit is that a lot of people don't realize is it takes a certain level of like level grit. of commitment, grit and willpower yeah. to do that. Yeah. Because I, mean, I worked in the hot sun 10 hours a day for <clears throat> three days a week. For me, it was slight work. I, could, I mean, I'm a different breed. I really think I could do anything on this planet and mm -hmm. I can take it with a grain of salt. I don't, I'm that specimen, but uh, sorry, I just do. But for 99.9999% of the people out there, I don't think they could do what you did. I don't think they could two yeah, seasons. Yeah, that's why they retention. Why the and everybody rate. hella comes back. You're always the one. You're one of yeah. the few people that always stay, you know? Yeah, the I think the retention <clears throat> rate's so low because it is, dude, no one thinks, like, people just think, like, oh, we made all this money, you know, this past summer. Like, it's not like 
you know, we're working at, and no, no diss to EBC and all that stuff, because I mean, that's a sick job. It's just as cool. You make probably just as much money, whatever. The EBC is a different brand. That's the best. That's but, a Fortune 500. They make yeah. like eighty thousand. No, 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 what, working three what, days a week. That's yeah, ridiculous. What I'm, what I'm saying is that like they get to listen to DJ and what you know, see all these hot girls. Like it's, it's not that hard. I wouldn't. It's like a normal buster job. I would say. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. No, I, you I work guess. like a slave. You work like a complete, like, it's like the difference between. You know, from what I've heard, I heard it's not like. Well, you, I, the way they work, but the way I work, like, I don't just go around knocking doors. I'm running for 10 hours. Yeah. I do not stop. I yeah. pick up trash. I go in buckets. I carry, like, three bins. Yeah. Like, they're about working at a club. They make hella money. They do not give a fuck about you. They know they're going to tip you out fat as a busser and a yeah. server. They will work you like you're a robot. Yeah. EBC busters, like, maybe some don't work. But the ones I talk to that care about their job, yeah, they I mean, say they get totally. home and they, they, they're shaking. Yeah. And that's how, you know, that's how I felt every and day. I'm not comparing it because I, th I have <clears throat> equal respect for it. I just think it's a lot cooler environment. Like you're listening to do, new DJ. Easier environment. You, yeah, you're listening to a new DJ every time. It's pretty much a party. But like, I mean, sure, you're working hard. The work guess, is very like, hard. But is what you were saying is the environment's more attractable. Yeah. It's the work, I think the work is just as hard. But yeah, your environments, yeah, yeah. I'd actually just... There's I'd, no mental game in... EBC. There's no. There, what do you mean? No, no, no. There's that's false. You have to go to each cabanas like, in when you're stressed. No, but I think the the stress you have, the more work. Like you guys aren't stressed for time. Like you don't have to go bust these tables, carry five buckets, clean that cabana, mm -hmm. then go to that day uh, that chair and take the server's order because they're bullshitting in the back. But that's why some people do really well and some people do great. In my job is because if you are, you know going door to door to door no lunch breaks like i mean if you looked at everything i did in the summer i probably walked over 11 miles every day same here yeah i can say same here. yeah like that's but you worked seven five six days we only worked three yeah that's I worked my every thing. day but sunday i will say this i think door to door selling is like least attractive but i think i think i could do that a lot i, I if if i made the same amount of money and i had to work six days a week at both jobs i think i don't know what i would do they're both, I don't like either. I hate the industry. I don't like either. I would only say the one thing you're right about is it takes more grit to work in what you did because the environment, just like you said, there's hot girls music playing here. Yeah. Even if it's hard work, like, all right, I'm getting paid hella and there's hot girls in music. Yeah. Here it's like, how much do you want it? Yeah. How bad yeah, do you no, want that's it? that's exactly. How like, bad do you, you want it? Yeah. Because I see hella people that wanted to go out there and do this shit and they even came back. You know what I mean? It's tough, man. It's like, it's, it is, it's it mental. Is. Like people, some people went out there for a day and knocked for one day. It's just, I mean, people go from, I mean, I think the biggest thing is people literally go from, like most people get told yes ever all the time. And like you get told no hundreds and hundreds of time. Like that message, that really, as hard as it is to kind of conceptualize, that messes with, with people. So like people don't, People don't like getting told no. And especially when you probably have someone like when your homies making hella money and then you're like getting told no hella. You go yeah. on streaks, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure you guys exactly. are competitive, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I will say this, like, that's the game though, isn't it? Don't you get better from all those no's? Like it takes... Oh, that's why I think that it's a hack is just like I, you know, I just, I think it's a life hack because I just learned so much more. Like I, I've just learned a lot about life and like you really... As, I mean, it sounds kind of whack, but you kind of find yourself like on the doors. No, it does not sound whack. Because you're you're alone pretty much, except except talking to random strangers. Like by five or six o'clock, you go like like I usually go insane. I'm like just like walking around like like just like going up to a mailbox no, right, and yeah. slapping the shit out of it. Like, <laughs> Shut the fuck. No, I'm serious. Do you guys like, have like weed or anything out there? Uh yeah, some of them do. Some of the, some of the kids do that, but like I mean, it makes me it would make me lazy. So lazy. and 
I just want to do it. And like I'm on my when you're summer, there, there's no shit, time dude. for fun. Yeah. Right. I mean, so yeah, but not you, like you're not there lot, to have fun. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I guess so. But like it, yeah. you're there to make money, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're there to make That's money. You have to have the goal. But there, it's a ton of fun. It like, is because you're out there doing it with your best friends, right? Yeah, exactly. You I can't not have fun with doing it. Yeah. Because if they your best friends weren't doing, would you do it? Um, alone. That's All a alone. hard question. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I think it's so dope that you. I. This is my goal I in life: know. is to start a business. You know, with my best friends. That's what I always want to do. Working it's with your best cool, friends yeah, is more fun cool than anything. Thing. You know what yeah. I mean? But um, that is talk too much MMA with my friend Shane today. We are running out of time. He has to go pick up his girlfriend. He has a girlfriend now from school. By the way, um, I will be talking about the Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens bullshit that happened. I'm very mad about that shit because I was looking forward to that fight. I think Yair Rodriguez is a fucking stud. He could be a contender one day. Um, he's one of the flashiest, most entertaining fighters, if not the most, in, in the UFC. No one even realizes it. He's 10 times more entertaining than any fighter in the UFC. The moves he pulls out are ridiculous. High-velocity spin kicks, bicycle kicks, like cartwheel kicks. Like He's Anthony Pettis on steroids, but... Some bullshit happened last night. Hey. Uh oh. So everybody. Hey, Shane, babe, I'm coming. Shane Slater. <laughs> Shane Slater, Shane's girlfriend. Say goodbye. All Bye. Right. Talk too much MMA. I'll be right back. All right, everybody. Talk too much MMA is back. By the way, is this 21 or 22? 20, deuce, deuce. Really? Catch 22. Well, that was Shane Slater. Shane's one of my good friends, one of my best friends throughout college. I'm not going to say I hung out with him every day. He's another, I call him my bro from another fro, my brother from another fraternity. But um, he's a good guy, great guy. I wanted him on the show just because to raise awareness for the UNO, on the UNLV local scene. Um, you know, we had a lot, of, uh, a lot of good conversation, but I have to talk about a fight I was very excited for. I have to talk about Jeremy Stevens versus Yair Rodriguez. God, this fucking oh, kid keeps DMing me on Twitter like constantly about fantasy football. This random account every day, 30 messages a day. Like, get a life, bro. I'm a random Twitter account that helped you out once. Leave me alone. Sorry. Yair fucking Rodriguez versus Jeremy Stevens. A projected barn burner. A projected brawl. You're talking about Jeremy Stevens. You all know this fool is a fiend. This fool comes to scrap. He is a volatile fighter. Yair Rodriguez throws the most insane moves in the octagon I've ever seen. I'm going to go out and say this. My bold prediction of the show. Yair Rodriguez. Listen to this. Yair Rodriguez has more creative and unique moves inside the octagon than any fighter in UFC history. Mm -mm -mm. And I'm going to say that just because... I get you. We got Anderson Silva. We got Anthony Pettis. We got Demetrius Johnson throughout the best submission of all time, in my opinion. There's a lot of good guys with great moves. You know what I mean? Uh, Steven Thompson. Um, but, man, I'm going to be real with you. Yair Rodriguez takes all these moves and throws them at higher velocity, throws them at more unique angles, cartwheel kicks, spinning kicks, spinning back fists, consi more consistently than any fighter I've ever seen in the octagon. So I was so excited for this fight. In case any of you didn't know, this dude poked Jeremy Stevens in the eye and he could not continue. Apparently, it's really sore. He's kind of blurred. His vision is blurred. I don't know what to think of that fight. He, at first, when it first ended, Jeremy Stevens said it was okay. He didn't really blame Yair Rodriguez. But um, then after, 
you best believe now he's starting to change his opinion today saying let's run it back like it should have been a good fight now he's just like that's bullshit i don't know why you did that he's starting to make a little bit more excuses um i had yair rodriguez winning that fight but you know when that fight got when yair got disqualified for that inadvertent eye poke man the crowd kind of went like they were so disappointed and as you should be you pay money to come to this show and the main event the reason you paid ends like that it's kind of like the ref fucking you over in a main event um calling it too early or you know god forbid too late um but usually fans actually like it when they call it too late as fucked up as that is but in this fight the fans were you know everybody was mad because this was a barn burner a projected barn burner and i want you know yair rodriguez has a lot of potential he's now 11 and 2 um i would love to see who he fights next you know if he won this dude he's propelled into a top five fight right now so jeremy stevens is going to be a gatekeeper at that division always um again i love jeremy stevens as a fighter i love the way he throws his heat but i love yair way more man i, I thought he was just he was too creative for him you know what I, you know what i would have loved to see yair rodriguez versus a beat that that would have been dope so Man, I'm, I'm very disappointed in that eye poke. I thought Yair was going to win that fight. Uh, I think he's one of the best fighters in that division. I love the way he fights. Um, and yeah, I know that coming up, we have a lot more uh, exciting things. Israel Adesanya is fighting Robert Whitaker October 5th. And I do believe Nate Diaz is fighting Jorge Masvidal at the end of that month. We are blessed with some great MMA. Ooh, sorry. God bless, God hope Conor McGregor fights December 14th, like he tweeted on Twitter after he saw that fight, December 14th, book it. That's the only thing we are missing from this year is a Conor McGregor fight. We got our Habib fight. Um, so God bless us, man. We are in for an exciting fourth quarter of the year of MMA. I think it's going to be the most exciting quarter of the year. I don't think any, this has, the year hasn't been as good as like other years in recent memory, but it's still been a phenomenal year for the UFC. I will say this though. The last quarter of this year is going to make some fireworks. I am so excited for this Israel-Robert fight. I don't know who's going to win. You'll have to find out. You'll have to watch our predictions episode to find out. Um, I might put out a predictions article, but I like to stick to the episodes now. But other than that, this was Talk Too Much MMA 22. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Shane on the show. I tried changing it up this, this week. I'm trying to include a little bit more personal conversation inside of this before we get into the nitty-gritty about MMA. Because I know not all of you like MMA, you know what I mean? A lot of you are casual fans. A lot of you guys need more topics to relate to. So that's my thinking is, you know, I want to grow the local scene bigger here in Vegas as well. I want to create a different sports culture. So that was a big reason for having a, an entertaining guy, a cool-ass guy like Shane on. Um, Shane Slater, in case money you don't know, he's a Lambda Chi at UNLV. He'll be graduating in two years. You can expect great things from him. God bless. Um, thank you all. Talk Too Much MMA 22. I will see you for Talk Too Much Fantasy Football this week and then next week as well. God bless, another week, another dollar. <laughs> What's up, people? This is a special uh, edition of the Talk Too Much MMA podcast. I am your guest host, Keith Fletcher. You've seen me on the podcast before. And uh, Cena asked me to come on and do a, a little special segment and... Of course, what's he asking me about to do a little bit of Connor watch? Everyone knows I love talking about Connor. How could you not, man? This kid entertains me. What can I say? He has, has established himself as one of the, you know, premier figures in all the sports world, you know, despite a, a recent loss on his record. 
a year ago almost now. Um, but anyway, reason we're talking about Connor. It seems a return is imminent. There's more talks going around. And, uh, you know, there is a, we're going we're gonna to focus on four here, but I think you could almost do five. Uh, a possible opponents for Connor's return, if not his return, maybe his second fight, if he has a tune-up fight and then a crack at a championship. So anyway, we're going to start by Connor's tweet, which was simply December 14th, Dublin. All right? Pretty obvious what that means. Yeah? Wants to fight December 14th in Dublin. Very interesting. However, there is a little bit of a problem with this. The UFC, as far as I know, has already booked UFC 245 for December 14th in Las Vegas, T-Mobile Arena. So, unless Connor thinks that the UFC is going to relocate an entire pay-per-view to Dublin for him to fight, he has to fight in Vegas. And I think Dana White has pretty much said said that. Like, right now, that is not the plan. Um, how could that happen? In what weird universe would the UFC relocate a fight to Dublin? I, there's only one scenario, and... I, it's almost not worth mentioning, but the only scenario that is going to happen is if for some reason Habib calls Dana tomorrow and says, I want to fight Connor December 14th in Dublin. I don't care. It, no one else. I want him. That's the only way it's going to happen, but that's not going to happen. So let's forget about that. If Connor wants to fight December 14th, he is going to have to fight in Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. Another problem or potential problem. This will depend on the man himself. Max Holloway is booked for a championship fight on that day against Volkanovski. They are not going to bump a championship fight to a co-main event just because Connor might be rolling into town. So would Connor be okay being a co-main event? If he wants to fight on that day, assuming they keep Holloway, Volkanovski, as the main event, he is going to have to be the co-main event. Of course, unless by some weird set of circumstance, they have two title fights that night and Connor is challenging for a title. But right now, let's forget about that. That that's just doesn't look to be in the cards right now. Mostly because the next title fight in the lightweight division is Ferguson versus Habib. Dana has pretty much said, said that. Uh, the only thing that Dana has also said is if for some reason Ferguson can't take the fight or doesn't want to take the fight right now or for whatever set of circumstances, Dana has pretty much said, well, Connor makes sense as the number two in line for the crack at Habib next. But again, Let's kind of forget about that. Right now, the plan is Habib versus Ferguson. So I want to assume that plays out. I want to see that, honestly. I want to see that almost more than any other fight I want to see. So 
let's assume that's going to happen. And then let's just move on to Connor's potential opponents. So, first, let's talk about Poirier. So, we'll have a rematch Connor versus Poirier. They fought many years ago at this point. I, I'm forgetting off the top of my head how many years, but I, I would assume it's at least been five. Um, brilliant performance by Connor, and he pretty much smoked Poirier and put him away in the first round. Now, if they were to fight again, this is a very, a very likely fight that could happen for Connor's next fight. I mean, sure, Poirier just lost, but he was challenging for the title. He's looked good uh, recently. Um, I mean, Khabib kind of makes everyone not look good. But other than that, Poirier's looked great the last two years. So a rematch, I think, would be different. It would look different. But I think the outcome would be the same. Now... 145 was not Poirier's division. Apparently, he was cutting too much weight. He was a well-respected and becoming a veteran fighter because he had already been at it a long time when he uh, was in that division. However, it was not his division. He was cutting too much weight, and he, he couldn't put on good performances. And, I mean, the Conor fight was, was no different. I mean, Conor took it to him. I mean, first-round uh, knockout or TKO, whatever you want to call it. And that's, that's all she wrote. Now, Poirier has looked much better at lightweight. However, why I think the outcome will still be the same, Connor via either knockout or decision, is Connor, I still give the edge in the striking. And I think that's where Poirier will still keep the fight. Although Poirier is a great wrestler, I really think he's not going to use wrestling like Habib does, uh, you know, to, to fight Conor. We see, him, we see him use wrestling, but we see him use his excellent, you know, uh, boxing and dirty boxing just as much, if not more. So I think Poirier still tries to stand up with Conor, and I give the edge to Conor in that striking. Um... So, that would still be a great fight. I want to see it. I give the edge to Connor. And we're back. So, next opponents, potential opponents I want to talk about. I want to talk about two guys, Gagey and Cerrone. Of course, because they both just fought. Now, both have expressed interest in fighting Connor. In fact, Connor, after, uh, before the Gagey fight, Cerrone's fight prior to that, uh, when he scored a victory. Connor pretty much tweeted out, you know, Cerrone, I'll fight you, you know, respect, that sort of thing. Maybe it wasn't so nice, but something to that effect, that he would be happy to fight uh, Cerrone. And that would be a good fight. Again, I'm giving the edge to Connor in that fight. Cerrone's as tough as they come, Battle-hardened veteran. I mean, that's, that's not an easy fight for anyone that steps in that octagon with Cerrone. But again, I give Connor an edge in the striking. And again, this will be at 55. 
Although they could do 70, I guess. But assuming we're, let's keep this in the 55 conversation, title, fight, in the future. That's the path we're going on. Cerrone won't be as strong as he might be at 70. Connor will, you know, I, I would say pretty much match him in power. And uh, again, I give the edge to Connor. He'll want to keep the fight standing. Cerrone does work good on the ground, but Connor's not going to take that fight to the ground. Not that wouldn't be the game plan. So again, edge to Connor. It's no disrespect to Cerrone. Cerrone is one of my all-time favorites. One of the reasons I got into MMA. But I have to give the edge to Connor in that. Next, Gagey, who just scored a knockout victory over Cerrone. Again, Connor's camp and Gagey's camp and the UFC, from what I understand, have talked about them too fighting. And I heard it's, it almost came to fruition. They were both excited. They thought it would be a good... Gagey was, looked like he might be one fight away from a title fight, especially with Ferguson fighting Khabib next. Connor didn't look like he would come right back to a rematch with Habib, so he needs one fight before a possible rematch. And I heard they were very excited about the possibility of making that. The camp, both camps were talking. They wanted it. We almost got it. From what I understand, Connor got injured. He broke his hand. So that's why it definitely went to Cerrone versus Gagey as opposed to a possible match with Connor. Not to say that Connor would have fought him that day or it would have been whatever. It just went out the window. Connor broke his hand. He needed uh, more time for a comeback. So, that being said, I think Gagey poses a bigger threat to Connor than, let's say, Cerrone. I think he even poses a bigger threat to Connor than Poirier. Gagey's just got crazy power and he likes to stand up he's an excellent wrestler he has no problem taking a fight to the ground but it almost like he doesn't actively seek that despite his wrestling pedigree he likes to stand up he likes to he likes to to throw knuckles so that would be interesting for Conor Gagey carries a lot of power in that regard probably just about as much power as any guy on this list in terms of striking power and I think that would actually be a tough fight for Connor. Very tough. But again, I give the edge to Connor. I just think he's a little more crafty in the, you know, in that stand up than Gagey. And again, Cowboy, although it, it was a quick fight, Gagey caught Cowboy. Connor's a craftier striker than Cowboy. He would come with different angles and he'd pose a different threat to Gagey than Cowboy would have if that fight had continued. So, again, I think that's a dangerous fight for Connor. I think it's close. I just give a slight edge to Connor in that one. But that would be a great comeback fight for him. Gagey took out Cowboy, took no damage. He can basically fight anytime. That would be an interesting uh, matchup. So that being said, we got to move to the last two guys we want to talk about on this list. 
which are first I'll talk about Ferguson and then Habib. Putting both these guys in the, the last two positions, of course, because they are supposed to fight, just hasn't been booked. And Connor could fight another guy on this list, and then possibly with a victory, he would definitely secure a crack at the winner of Ferguson and Habib. Assuming everything goes this direction, but right now this is how I'm going to assume it happens. So let's talk Ferguson first. Ferguson, and I'm going to say my, my piece on Habib, but Ferguson, I think is a danger to pretty much anyone in this division, including Habib. The dude, his toolbox is deep and just keeps putting on brilliant performances. Habib hasn't lost in a long time, but neither has Ferguson. And, you know, it's uh, I'm in awe every time I watch this guy. Really like Ferguson, man. Um, now, that being said, shocker. If Connor and him fought, it would likely be a stand-up battle. Again, they both like Ferguson likes to stand up, even though he's an excellent wrestler, excellent jujitsu. He stands up. He doesn't, at least in the last two fights, even though those were both cut short, he wasn't actively seeking takedowns on Pettis and Cerrone. So he's going to want to stand up in Connor, with Connor. And. I do give a slight edge. Now, again, this is close. This is very close. Ferguson is dangerous on the feet. He's dangerous pretty much anywhere. But I give the edge to Connor in the striking. It's just, he's comes with very unorthodox things. He's very crisp. And, I mean, he's shocked so many opponents with his crisp, accurate striking in the past and all these guys I just mentioned would be no different he would be able to crack any one of these guys but Ferguson is a very tough matchup for Connor that would be I'd be very hard to it would be very hard for me to just sit there and bet bet my life on Connor saying no Connor definitely wins this fight against Ferguson it's it's so close to me. Tony is just he's an animal. He's durable. He's and he's crazy. And let's face it, the gas tank is much better than Connor's. He pretty much has an edge everywhere except I would say the striking. Connor has the edge in the striking. Tony everywhere else, especially the gas tank. But if we're gonna have a stand up fight between them, I believe. Connor comes out victorious from that one. Now, on to Habib. Counter yeah, counter-striking. I mean, it, that's, that is worth mentioning here, is as opposed to the opponents that all these guys have faced recently, Connor is primarily a counter-striker. And... These guys, at least recently, I'm not going to say never because they, they all are veterans at this point and been in, in the game a long time. But 
they haven't fought a, recently a counter striker like Connor. It's very, very difficult to deal with. Um, and that's why, primarily, I think he would have success against all these guys. But coming to the last guy, Habib, what can we say? Even the fight with Poirier, I thought Habib looked great. I thought Poirier would give Habib more of a problem. In fact, if I had to pick an upset for the year, I was picking Poirier to upset Habib. I just thought, you know, his wrestling acumen will... Uh, Habib won't be able to push him around so much. He'll have answers to all that. And then I give Poirier the, the, you know, the advantage even in the stand-up, in the boxing. Um, now, that being said, Habib is not a bad striker. It's not what he's known for, but he's effective. He shouldn't sleep on his striking. It's, it's, it's not flashy. It's not... Uh, you know, uh, uh, crowd-stunning knockout artist, but it's proven to be effective. He even cracked Connor pretty good in their fight. That was that was pretty shocking. Um, as no one thought he would get to Connor in that way, but shit, he did because Connor had to look for that fucking takedown, and that's why his striking is effective because. Guys have to look out for those takedowns, and uh, that opens up other opportunities, especially uh, striking and boxing. Um, now, a rematch between Connor and Habib, which I would love to see also. I really want to see Ferguson versus Habib first, as much as I love Connor, but I do want to see him rematch Habib because. I think it's going to be a different fight. Connor has shown. Now, in MMA, he only had one rematch that was against Diaz. So uh, maybe we only have one good example of this. However, he's, he showed some really good uh, adjustments, especially against Diaz, which gave him a huge problem in that first fight. And I think he will make good adjustments against Habib in their rematch. And you're not going to see the same strategy from Connor. Connor has even admitted to not training properly for that fight. Not that he wasn't trying, but just that the training camp wasn't exactly right. Maybe he was overcommitted in the gym, but outside his mind was just not right. And, uh, you know, maybe he wasn't as focused as he should have been on Habib, despite all the epic trash talking he did during the, those, uh, the lead up to that fight. That was, phew, that was pretty fun to watch. However, I think it'll be a much different fight. And I have all the confidence that Connor can knock Habib out. I don't think Habib is as unstoppable as people make him out to be. I think he is an excellent fighter. Excellent. He is top of the UFC. Top three, maybe second guy now. But I don't think he is He's so unbeatable as people uh, make him out to be. I think Ferguson can beat him. 
I, I thought all the guys on this list really could beat him. He just, he fights solid. He fights. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He has a good gas tank. And, of course, his wrestling is just ridiculous. It's the best in the UFC. And no one puts that kind of pressure on someone like he does. No one. All that being said, still think the fight would be different. Connor definitely has the potential to knock him out and give him a problem. And trust me, Khabib will still respect his striking and respect that possibility of a, of a fucking uh, uppercut coming, uh, a straight left, or what have you. And yeah. I don't think Khabib will be a monstrous favorite. He will definitely be a favorite. Of course, he's going to be a favorite against all these guys. So that being said, I think the outcome of that fight is probably the same. Khabib probably wins. I got to be realistic. Can't, it can't be all hype on Connor. That's, that's probably going to be the outcome, but I'll watch it nonetheless, and I am looking for that knockout. It will be the most epic knockout that we've seen in the UFC. Anyway, so coming up for Connor, when's he going to return? Well, I did. He kind of alluded to just broke his hand, so we got to wait for that to heal. Will he come back? I think it's possible he could come back by December 14th. Will he want to fight on that card? I don't know. Seems more likely we're going to see him at the beginning of 2020 right now. That's what we're going to see. Otherwise, I think they would have booked something with him already. Now, when he does come back, what does a win mean and what does a loss mean? A win, I think, puts him right back in a rematch or a, a match with the winner of Habib and Ferguson. He gets a win, especially off one of these top five guys. Yeah, I mean, I know he's been a little inactive, but he's different than other fighters. A win puts him right into title contention, probably in his next fight. Easily, we see that. A loss, a loss is going to set things back a little bit for him. A loss to one of these guys, although it's not a, a terrible thing to lose to any one of these guys. These are all very well-respected fighters. One of the most stacked divisions in the UFC right now, maybe that we've ever seen in the UFC. A loss would set him back. He loses. A, an immediate rematch with Habib is not necessarily going to happen. So that would set him back, but it doesn't mean it would never happen down the line. It would just take... Maybe another win after that, and then he would have to go from there. And honestly, we'll see. I'm excited to see any of these guys fight, but especially we're doing this because we're anticipating the return of Connor, which is coming soon. I'm Keith Fletcher. Thank you, Cena Palvan, for inviting me to do a special sort of guest um, hosting of a special segment, Talk Too Much MMA. And uh, I'll catch up with you next time.